When you give the people the opportunity to work individually, that's what they do. They work individually, and that's fine, and that's great, and I love that. But when you're in a group setting, the, the essence of group exercise is doing things together. So once you put now the display of their council up on the wall on a screen overhead, and everybody has their results and their numbers and their speeds and their watts overhead on a screen, now there's a whole nother level of intimacy for that group. There's a whole nother level of bonding in creating more conversations. And the more people talk, the more people enjoy the class, the more loyal they become to you. Hi, this is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and I want to welcome you on, as I'm recording this, a very chilly February day. I love talking to small indoor cycling studio owners, and I've got another one today. Her name is Leslie Grosshauser, and she's joining me from St. Charles, Illinois. Leslie, hi. Hi, John. How are you? I'm well, and I was very excited to hear that you just opened your new studio at the beginning of the year. Uh, tell us its name and anything about it that uh, you think we'll find interesting. Well, the name of my studio is SNL Tricycle Fit Studio, and um, I'm not sleeping too much, so if I slur my word, words, that's why. I'm <laughs> You just did. <laughs> right. There you go. It's a studio that I've always kind of dreamed of doing. It's my own thing. And so it's a, it's a cycling studio because my number one passion and love is indoor cycling. And we have 21 bikes and we also offer other fitness classes because I have been teaching in the industry for over 25 years. So I teach uh, a lot of different types of classes. We have strength training classes. We have functional movement classes, piloxing classes, foam rolling classes, kettlebell classes, um, so we've got it all. We've got cardio, we've got weight training. So I'm trying to bring another level of a boutique studio to the St. Charles area that offers a little bit of everything, a great cardio workout combined with some strength training and some functionality. Right. And so often I'm talking to studio owners who are just indoor cycling studios. Mm -hmm. and, and I think offering a little diversity without completely losing the branding of an indoor cycling studio, I think is a good thing. Are you teaching these classes yourself, or do you have uh, a kind of a crew of instructors? Yes, I'm teaching a lot of them myself, obviously, for because I love it. But I have 10 instructors on staff, and I've been in the industry, like I said, a long time. So I had a pool of instructors just to pull from and waiting to go with me because my theory in life, John, is having fun. And I have a lot of fun in my classes, and I want to breed that within my employees and in within my members. So it was pretty easy for me to open my doors and say, anyone want to teach here? We've got disco balls. We've got theater lights. I've got a stage with lights. And we're just breeding a level of fun. But I always mask my work with fun. So the studio theme is, is just pure fun, but really great, great workouts. Okay, awesome. And you've got Schwinn AC Performance Bikes, I understand. Uh, yes, they're the best. They are. They have brought so many people in my doors just to see uh, the bikes. There's really no one in my area that has these bikes, and 
people say, wow, they look like rocket ships or what is that? And that all that kind of banter and that kind of conversation among people um, is what really brings people back to my business. Word of mouth is so strong and it is the, the strongest marketing tool that you can have. So you better have the best quality equipment when you open a small studio and the best quality staff, because that's what people are going to talk about. How did you make that decision uh, as far as what kind of bike to have? Well, I've always had my eye on the Schwinn, uh, the Schwinn bikes in general for years. And I was a national director for several years for a large fitness chain. And I wasn't always able to purchase what I wanted to purchase um, due to budgetary reasons. So when I, you know, stumbled upon the fact that I was going to just put both feet in, open my own studio, there was no doubt. I wanted the best bike. I wanted the creme de la creme so I could say I was different. And that's one thing that you have to be when you're a small business owner. You've got to be that purple cow. You've got to stand out somehow. You can't just open your doors and offer what everyone else is offering and expect people to see that value as to why they should switch their whole routine now and come to you. You've got to have the best. You've got to have something different, unique, reliable. You've got to have the quality. It's quality over quantity now when you open a small business. And that's there was no decision, really. I wanted the best. I knew what the best was, and I, and I went for it. Okay. And then there's the second component you have with those bikes as far as the performance IQ display system. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, what brought you to that point? What did you see of value there? Well, I know since I've been in the industry for so long that people want results. They need results. That's how you're going to keep people with you. It's called retention. When people are getting results, they'll stay with you. Now, I'm a huge advocate on heart rate training, and I've been a huge advocate for years. And the reason I gravitate towards heart rate training is because you get immediate feedback. You get to know your body. You see what your body's doing immediately. So I walk around with my heart rate monitor on all the time. I'm very convincing when I talk to my people. So when I knew I was opening a studio, I knew I did not want only another cycling bike. I wanted to track results. I wanted immediate feedback because I know that that's what people want. People like to know what they're doing. Have you ever seen anyone on a treadmill who didn't look at the numbers, who didn't look at how many miles they went? People want feedback. They need feedback and they need to progress and they need to see what their results are. So the council was another thing I had to have. I had to move myself to that next level. Once again, I wasn't able to for budgetary reasons in the past. But now that I was doing what I knew I'm going to stick doing for for a long time, I want people to get results. And people are already seeing results with mileage in each class, with how much watts they're putting and the speed. It's amazing. It's amazing the conversations that start in the classroom once they look at their numbers and they understand their numbers. I've got the bike. Now I've got the council on the bike, but that still was not enough for me. Because in my experience, when you give the people the opportunity to work individually, that's what they do. They work individually, and that's fine, and that's great, and I love that. But when you're in a group setting, the the essence of group exercise is doing things together. So once you put now the display of their council up on the wall on a screen overhead and everybody has their results and their numbers and their speeds and their watts overhead on a screen. Now there's a whole nother level of intimacy for that group. There's a whole nother level of bonding in creating more conversations. And the more people talk 
the more people enjoy the class, the more loyal they become to you. So I went three levels from from ground zero. I got the best bikes. I've got the bikes with the councils for the individual readings. And then I wanted one step above to give my people that edge, that that group feeling. And that's what we do in group exercise. We create an experience. And if you create an experience in every class, they're not going to leave you. So it's meant for results and tracking and, of course, getting better. But now as a business owner, I will tell you, it's meant for me to keep my members happy and for them to stay with me and to say, wow, she's got something here that nobody else has. And maybe they're not talking about their individual results, but maybe they're talking about the experience they had that day in class with Joe sitting on the other side of the room pushing a certain number, and they're looking at that number, and they're pushing just to keep up with Joe. They would never be able to see that otherwise. So people can self motivate themselves on a council and they do and I love it but now that you put someone else's numbers next to them on a screen they're apt to push just a little harder so you're introducing some a competitive element absolutely okay now have you gotten any um, well I shouldn't ask this way uh, you know what has the feedback been by having everyone's uh, metrics up on the screen I know where you're going with this I know exactly what you were going to ask me <laughs> And I love it because I was fearful. I was fearful that people wouldn't want to know. And I will tell you, there are people who come in and say, oh, I just don't want to know. And I'm like, well, that's fine because the system, you can opt out of it. You don't have to be on the board. There's a couple things that happen. Your name is not on the board. It's just the number of your bike. And, of course, people don't remember anything. In fact, I've had people watching the wrong bike the whole time. So that's kind of funny. So... They are more secure when I say your name is not up there. It's just your number. So I can tell you, since I've opened January 1st, there has not been one person that has come to me prior to class and says, I want to be opted out of this class. I don't want my my numbers up there. I give the out before every class. And I thought I'd have a lot of takers. Mm -mm. They all want to see it. Whether they realize it or not, or whether they admit to it or not, Everyone has got a little bit of a competitive streak. They just want to know a little bit what they're doing. And what I'm seeing now is that the feedback is all over the map and all, and it's all positive. So people also, you know, maybe on one certain class, someone really did well and they came in first, second, or third place. And then the next class, they come in fourth or fifth. They come up to me after class and like, you know, I just couldn't do it today. I was just so tired. Um, and I have to reinforce the fact that everyone has good days and everyone has bad days. There's a good training day. There's a bad training day. And it all depends on how they're sleeping, how they're eating, is their body recovered. And once I educate them on this and give them the okay to not get first place every single time, they're good with that. The key to a system like this is not just throwing it up on the wall and just have it as a background. You have to know it. You have to know the positives. You have to know what they're feeling, what they're thinking. Just for an example, this morning I, I woke up and yeah, I'm teaching a million classes now, it seems like. But I came in and I um, took a class from one of my instructors. And I got to tell you, as the owner, I'm signing people in, I'm getting people signed up. So I missed the first two songs. When you miss the first two songs, you're behind in your score because it is all timed and it's from start to finish. So now I come into class, 15 people in class, I'm the owner, 
and I'm dead last. Okay, so that's not a real good ego thing for me. So I work my butt off to get myself up there. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm laughing here at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just good like, for me. <laughs> it is not good for the owner of a cycle studio to be dead last. But <laughs> the reason I was is because I was off the bike for two songs helping other people. So my in my head, all I cared about, and here now I'm the member experiencing this. I'm just like, okay, I've got one song. i got to get past these two people. So by the end of the class, I surpassed everyone I wanted to surpass. I knew I wasn't going to get the instructor because he's a guy. And uh, he started away before me, and he's just a tad stronger than me, and I'm so proud of him. So he kicked me my butt. But I was able to move myself up in the line of what we call rank in the class. That, to me, is exciting. I would have never pushed myself that hard. Let me ask you a question. The Are you using t- some type of a handicapping system? You know, to to accommodate for differences in uh, gender, or age, weight, anything like that? Or is it you're just working with the raw numbers? We're just working with the raw numbers. Well, once again, it's education. I educate my members prior to the class, and I explain to them about power and about the 300-pound man that's going to push more power than the 120-pound woman. We're all on the same wavelength. Once again, you can't just put it up there as background. You've got to educate. So we're just working with raw numbers right now. There's no weight that goes into it. It's just pure power, raw numbers. So what I like to do in a situation like this is, you know, girls against girls, guys against guys. And in the long run, who's top of the class? So that's how we segment it. Um, but it's just raw numbers. Okay. And, and, and you, you find that the participants are, are okay with that? Absolutely, because I've educated them. I've told them it's okay. This man's going to push more than than this woman could possibly push. Put him yeah. outside. Put him outside on a bike, though, and you've got a different story. That lighter person might kick that heavier guy's butt. So you oh, yes. you know. So you 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 give them the situation. You give them the education and the tools, and they're fine with it. Okay, uh, help me understand kind of from uh, how things are set up in your studio. Do you have uh, pull-down screens or do you have big screen TVs? What are you using? I do. I have a pull-down screen that's pretty large. So I didn't want just the, uh, uh, you know, a flat screen TV. I wanted it larger than that. And now that I have this, I want like my whole wall illuminated, but that's just how I am. You know, I get one thing and I want something more. Okay. All right. And then are you displaying the performance IQ system continuously or maybe switching back between a video or are you doing anything like that? Well, yeah, I have a couple different types of classes. So when you see a class on my schedule called Pedal Party, that is a class that is more of a party environment where we're not using the numbers the whole time. I originally thought I wasn't going to use the numbers at all, but I've got to tell you, my people are asking for them. So even when it's on the schedule as a pedal party and they know that the numbers will not be utilized, they ask, could you just flash it up a couple times so we can see where we are? So I have been utilizing it in the, the front of the class, maybe one time in the middle and at the end. Okay, That's, so you're having it run continuously but not focusing on it. Yes, in that, in that type of class. Now, my other classes where we focus on what we call maybe a wild ride, which is more sprinting or a strength ride, which is more hill climbing or an endurance ride or a high interval cycle class. I do have the numbers running continuously all the time on the screen. However, I will pick one or two songs during that hour where I turn the screen off and I just have them go on a feeling 
and not the numbers. Because what I find, and it's it's like clockwork, first two, three songs with new people, their eyes are glued to the screen. Glued. By, by song number four and five, they're thinking, I wish she would just get rid of the numbers. By song six or seven, they're back up looking, glancing every now and then. They settle into their groove. I don't want them to be held prisoner to the numbers. So I divert them. I divert them with fun activities in the class. Maybe it's a game, uh, you know, maybe with the numbers or without the numbers, or maybe it's a song that I turn the screen off and we just use the disco balls and the theater lights. I take them off that number every once in a while because too much of anything is not good, but they always want to come back to it. Interesting. Now, are you doing any data capture of the um, the, 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 the results from the ride? Well, yeah. I mean, the performance IQ system is, is great. So after every class, you know, everything is captured on the screen. Now they can um, obviously take a snapshot picture of it if they want. However, I don't know if you're familiar with the performance AC, AC performance bikes, that if you bring a flash drive to class and you put it in the council, you can record your whole entire workout um, onto the flash drive. So people are doing that. And now, of course, I've got flash drives made with my logo on it, and they're going to be passed out to the winner of each class. But not I'm not saying everyone is recording their data yet. I'd say maybe 40% of the class are bringing flash drives in and recording wow. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I am familiar with that. And I've and I've actually taught on that bike for a number of years. With Performance IQ, you're using that on an AMP Plus system. So there's no wires connected to anything, correct? Right. It's all wireless. So it's at. All right. And was there any difficulty getting that all set up or operating it, you know, on a day-to-day basis? No. And actually, the setup, I thought was, I thought it was odd because it was so fast. I just didn't think it was possible that um, the gentleman's name is Barkoff. He came in. And he set it up, and it was literally set up within 15 minutes. And, you know, I don't understand the ins and outs of that computer technology, but he came in, they provide you with a computer, they download everything before they come in to install it. It literally took 15 minutes to install it. They had already pre-programmed in for how many bikes I had. So what they did um, to install it was just start the console for like five seconds, and then, boom, it was registering on the screen. It was a very simple process. I have my bikes numbered. And the numbers are permanent on the bikes on the front and on the stem of the bike. So the the number of the bike um, coincides with the number in the system. So they're always going to be programmed to that same bike, if you, if you understand that. I'm sure exactly. you do. Okay, so is there anything that the participant has to do, or do they just start pedaling and push one of the buttons to fire up the console? Yeah, that's all they do is they just get on, and they either turn the light button on to wake up the console or start pedaling, either or, and then sure enough, their scores are illuminated on the screen. Now, I wait till everyone's on their bikes. I walk around, make sure the consoles are working first. Then I go and turn the overhead system on. So everyone starts at the same time. Got it. All right. And so, but you, from a from an instructor's perspective, that's what the show is all about. Is it tedious or difficult, frustrating, time-consuming, or is it just a simple thing? It's very simple. I mean, I'm not really great with computers, and I'm kind of scared of it, and, and I used to be. I can come to class and get this whole thing set up in a matter of seconds, and my instructors now are feeling more comfortable with it, too. Now, I'm not going to say there's not a learning curve. There certainly is, but it's easy. Like, it's you turn your music on, you turn your system on, you get on your bike, and you go. 
Perfect. And I think part of the key to what you're doing is that you've got this assigned to a bike. I yeah. think in the past, uh, I remember was involved with a heart rate system that displayed it uh, and uh, you tried it, but it required every participant to log in before class, which was time consuming and, and everybody shows up at the last minute. So it becomes a hassle, but you're saying that part of it is not an issue. No, I mean, there is a heart rate application to the system that if we are going to do heart rate training that day, the individual will have to come up to the computer and we'll have to capture their heart rate strap into the computer and you will have to take a few stats down. But we don't do heart rate in every single class. So for, for those classes, those people know they show up a couple minutes earlier and it literally takes five to ten seconds for each person to get logged in. So that even is not time consuming. Got it. And, and you have a r- regular uh, repeat clientele that you've educated and they mm-hmm. just kind of self-administered at that point. Yeah, and what's really great is when I have my regulars, which, you know, I've only been open, what, almost eight weeks, but so my regulars, and they bring a guest. This is the part that I love to see. This member that's been with me for eight weeks starts explaining the system to the guest, like showing it off. It's really a whole nother level of selling. It saves me from, it saves me the sale. They're selling that person for me because of the system. And I can tell you that, I, I know we I teach great classes. I know people love me and I'm fun and blah, 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 blah. But in a good way and in a bad way, the first thing that people talk about when they talk about my studio to other people is, yeah, she's got this overhead system where you can see everyone's numbers. And that's really the first thing that spews out of their mouth. And whatever gets them talking is fine with me. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah, yeah, as long as yeah, they talk. Right, it leads them to other things. But this system has different, differentiated me so so much from my competitors that I'm just so excited that I was able to provide this number one and so excited that it was out there for me to, to get. Now I got, I was exposed to a studio here in the city of Chicago had a system similar to this. And this is how I got hooked on it. And my daughter, who's 24, who lives in the city of Chicago attends this cycling studio every week. And she would call me with her numbers and her stats. And, you know, this is a girl that was not competitive so now I'm driving an hour into the city to take a class with her because I wanted to see the numbers and I wanted to see if I could beat her. That's ridiculous. An hour where I could spin right here in my own house. But I thought, well, if I'm doing it and I'm traveling an hour, I'm pretty sure a lot of other people would do it. <laughs> so, oh, yes. So, yes, you're the marketer and you understand people. Right. Yeah, there are a hundred things I'd love to ask you as, as far as, you know, just to kind of go way back to the beginning, which wasn't very long ago. You know, what was your motivation or have you always had a motivation to have your own studio? I have always had my motivation. I'm a very hard worker and I'm very loyal. And I work 24-7, whether it's for me or for somebody else. And I have just decided in my life that if I'm going to work 24-7, that I really need to put all those energies into working for me. Because in the corporate world, sometimes it doesn't matter what you do. And it doesn't matter what you say or what you bleed or what you give to that company. Maybe you're not appreciated as much as you should be. Maybe you're not rewarded as much as you should be. And maybe you're even treated not so well. So I wanted to make that move where I was finally working for myself and reaping the benefits of my hard work. I work really hard and and people who work for me want to work really hard for me. So I've got a great 
base of people there. So I wanted to create a place where people are appreciated, where people can come and have fun and be social and have a different type of atmosphere. And I wanted to do my own thing. I wasn't able to provide this type of service in the national fitness chain because they couldn't indulge in these, the costly bikes or the costly overhead system. It was more of a cookie cutter. Um, They were more of a quantity, not quality. And I wanted to reverse that. And I guess as I get older and I just turned 50 this year, I thought to myself, I'm not going to sit here anymore and think about what I should be doing or dream about what I could be doing. I got to jump in. And the only thing to fear is that I fail. And I'm really not afraid to fail. I failed before with several things. The fear of going through life, not ever attempting to do what you really wanted to do your whole life is not something I wanted to live through. I wanted to live my dream and maybe my dream is small right now, but I still am living my dream and I have goals every year. I want to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I just want to provide a really fun, motivating place for people to get results and to make a difference, not just another number, not just like cattle in a herd. I want everyone to be a person with a name with a history that people get to know. I don't want it to just be a, a membership number that blinks when you come in the front door. I want it to be a person. I want it to know that person. I want to know what's ticking in that person and how I can get that person to do a little bit better today. And I couldn't do that in the big box anymore. I was going all over the place and you know, teaching hordes of people, and that's all great, and I enjoyed it for the years I did it. But it was time to step back and get back to more quality work. Wow. I'm going to guess that you're going to be successful. Oh, don't guess. I will be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, that sounds awesome. Well, I'm going to have to come down and see you sometime. You are. Again, the studio is SNL Tricycle Fit Studio in St. Charles, Illinois, run by Leslie Graushauser. Leslie, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. I'd love to have you at my studio anytime. Thanks for listening to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, the voice of indoor cycling. You can find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com and we're in the iTunes Music Store. Search Indoor Cycling and subscribe to our free podcast. Now, if you're like most instructors, you're struggling with finding the time to create the perfect class profile and the music playlist to go with it. If that sounds like you, consider a premium subscription to ICI Pro. We've done all the work for you. Inside ICI Pro, you'll find the largest collection of comprehensive class profiles for teaching conventional classes, classes featuring heart rate, and also power. Contributed by the most diverse collection of master trainers and rock star instructors on the planet. Every profile includes a complete music playlist we guarantee your class will enjoy. Combine ICI Pro with Spotify and you could be ready to teach an awesome class in minutes. Visit IndoorCycleInstructor.com forward slash pro and start your no-risk trial subscription today.